morning. So today is the fourth in a series of first-person narratives of possible eyewitnesses to the birth of Jesus. I won't actually be giving a first-person narrative, but rather a first animal perspective. This won't be an eyewitness. It'll be more like a you witness, if you will. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. May you look past the sins of the speaker, for they are many. May you open our minds to learn more about you and our hearts to receive your love in its purest form. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake, amen and amen. Well, as you notice, each speaker took the time to dress the part for their character. And when Steve was insisting when he found out I was doing the first lamb perspective, I'd be dressed like a lamb, he even offered to glue cotton balls all over me. But I had another idea. I brought in a special guest today who was there at the birth of Jesus. Would you like to meet him? Okay. So, little lamb. Okay, little lamb seems to have gone astray. I wonder if any of the children might be able to help me find little lamb. You want to come up and help me? Because I'm too tall. Where do you think little lamb is? No? No children going to help me find little lamb? All right. There he is. He's always trying to hide from me. Here's little lamb. So, little lamb, these people would like to meet you. Who are all these people? I'm so scared. Well, these are nice people. They live and work and worship here and pray together at New Hope Chapel. Are you sure they're nice? Well, let's ask them. Are you people nice? See, they're nice. Well, they do look nice. They, they are here. Are you sure they're all nice? I mean, they're, oh, there's one person over there. Is that a goat over there? No, no, that's not a goat. That's Will Smith. He's wearing a goatee. <laughs> goats are mean. I don't like goats. No, he's, he's one of the nicest people here. Why don't you say hi, Will? Hi, Will. Normally we say hi, little lamb back. Well, see, they are nice. Well, if you say so. Should I call you Little Lamb or do you have a name? My name is Innocence. I don't know what it means, but that's what they call me. Well, Innocence is a wonderful name. Oh, good. I was hoping it was a good name, but everyone calls me Little Lamb. Now, Little Lamb, you say you were there at the birth of Jesus, but there's no mention of animals present at the birth of Jesus. Well, if no animals were present, Dr. Bill, then why was a manger there? Mangers are what they put food for the animals in. Well, that's a good point, little lamb. I hadn't thought about that. So would you mind telling us a bit about yourself and what you remember about that special night long ago? Well, only if they want to hear it. Congregation, do you want to hear little lamb's version? Okay, see, they're ready to go. Well, the day started out like any other day. Our shepherd, he's a human who takes care of us. He opened the gate to the area in his home where we sleep at night. We share this space with people, but they sleep on the next level, about two or three feet above us. We can't get up there. And we went with him because we knew we would be safe if we followed him. Our shepherd makes sure we never go hungry. He knows where the best pastures are, so when we are finished eating, he can lay down. We can lay down and rest. And when we get thirsty, 
He leads us to the water, not where the water's running fast. Because if we slip in, we'll get washed away. I actually saw this happen to an adolescent sheep. He lived, though. Our shepherd quickly and calmly extended his staff out and caught the sheep with the end that has the hook, and he saved them. The shepherd uses the other end to prod us forward when we get distracted by things along the side of the path that are not good for us. If we get too distracted, we keep following the path that is not good for us, and we get lost. But the shepherd always finds us, even if we start crying. Sometimes when the resources we need aren't available, our shepherd has to take us through a scary path to lead us to better pastures. I got lost once, and I cried and I cried because my foot was caught between some rocks. I could hear the shepherd calling me, but I couldn't get back to him. I wanted to get back to him. I was sorry for walking away. I was ashamed and worried he would stop looking for me. I began to wonder, maybe he really doesn't care about me. Even though I couldn't come to him, he came to me. And he released me from the trap I got myself in. My leg hurt so much, my shepherd carried me back to the flock. I was still so scared, I kept crying, even though I was actually safe. And then the shepherd began to whisper to me that I was a silly little lamb, and I was going to be okay. And then he started humming. Was this the tune he hummed, little lamb? La da 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 la da da la da da la da di la da da la da 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 la da 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 la da 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 la da 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 How did you know that tune, Mr. Bill? Knows stuff. <laughs> so when he started humming that tune, I relaxed and I just stared at him and I thought, how could he love such a silly, dirty, smelly, stupid lamb? Dr. Bill, I know my shepherd loves me, but I don't know why he loves me. Do you know why our shepherd loves us, Dr. Bill? Well, little lamb, let me ask you a question. Does your mother allow other lambs to feed on her? No, only I'm allowed to feed on her. Why do you think that is, little lamb? Why does your mother only feed you and only take care of you and not the other lambs? Hmm. Oh, that's easy. Because I'm hers. I came from her and I belong to her. And now, little lamb, you know why our shepherd loves us so much even when we're being silly and stupid and dirty and smelly. It's quite simple. We belong to him. You know, that tune your shepherd hums has words. Would you like to hear them? you like to hear them? Yeah, you would? Okay. You are mine, little lamb. You are mine. You belong to me and you are mine. I will always be with you, and you will be with me. You are mine, little lamb, you are mine. We will always be together, you are mine. I like that song. Would you like me to sing it again? Can all these people sing it? 
congregation, would you like to sing that song to the little lamb? That's it. Oh, you would like them to sing it to themselves as though their shepherd was singing it to them. Okay, we're going to sing it as though our shepherd is singing to us. Okay, here we go. You are mine, little lamb, you are mine. You belong to me and you are mine. I will always be with you and you will be with me. You are mine, little lamb, you are mine. I will always be with you for you are mine. That makes me happy. So, little lamb, what do you do besides eat and sleep? Oh, I grow wool. My wool never stops growing. You might remember reading about how Laban once went out to shear his sheep. Cutting off all our wool was a big festival. You know, a sheep learns the hard way to remain still and quiet when being sheared. I learned it the hard way. I'm not sure what they did with the wool, although I would notice sometimes later some of the humans would have new clothes. So while the humans seemed to be having a great time shearing a sheep, I didn't enjoy it so much. Though I was never hurt, it was scary. Even though I would initially try to get away, the shepherd would restrain me and I would remain quiet. Sometimes the shepherd restrains us for our own good. It was actually a good thing they removed our wool. You might not know this, but when our wool gets really thick, while it does protect us, it also puts us in danger. You see, with thick wool comes a different problem. If I fall over, I can't get back up. If this happens, we are called a cast sheep. You know, this term cast is an old English term for when a sheep gets turned over on its back, it's unable to get up. This is what a doctor puts on us today. If we get a broken arm or if we get a broken leg, the doctor puts a cast on it so it can't move. Dr. Bill, how do you know that? I know stuff, little lamb. I know stuff. (laughs) Right, so when we are cast down, we look very pathetic, lying on our side or our back, feet flailing in the air frantically, trying to get back up with no success. If the shepherd doesn't come put me back up, I can die within hours from suffocation. Fortunately, a good shepherd keeps his eye out for a cast sheep. Unfortunately, predators also keep an eye out for a cast sheep. So if we don't die from suffocation, we can die from an attack from a predator. You know, I wonder what happens to a human if they become downcast. Do humans have an enemy that will take advantage of them when they get downcast? Do people have a good shepherd to lift them up? I hope so. Every evening our shepherd starts calling to us to come in and Actually, as we start to come back, we mingle with sheep from other flocks. Then all the shepherds begin to flocks to doors. There's a lot of commotion, lots of shepherds calling, but I can always recognize my shepherd's voice. Some shepherds don't have a place to keep their flocks safe at night, and they have to stay outside and keep watch over their flocks all night. Other shepherds, like my shepherd, have a large area inside their homes where we stay at night to stay safe from the predators. The area we stay in is just a bit lower than the next level where the people sleep. Our wool keeps us warm, and our body heat keeps the people warm, and the people keep us safe from predators. It's like this circle of support. 
little lamb, what do you remember about that special night long ago? I remember that night like it was yesterday. We were brought in for the night. And when I looked over to the people level, there were many more people than usual. There were women coming and going and bringing all kinds of things. One of those women seemed to be in charge of the other. She spoke with a strange accent I've never heard before. And she kept saying, I know stuff, and I was trained in Rome. <laughs> no, yeah, you said something funny, though. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I could, they were all helping someone. And then I could see there was this young girl in the center of the commotion. Normally, I would find my favorite sleeping spot and lay down and curl up and go to sleep. But this night, something was different. I couldn't take my eyes off this young girl. She seemed to be happy and scared at the same time. There was a quiet confidence about her, and yet she sort of looked like a cast sheep, unable to get up. I think, though, she probably wasn't scared because she knew her shepherd would soon be there. If she had enemies or predators, she didn't seem worried about them. And as I studied her face, I could see her lips moving. So I listened very closely. She was speaking very softly, but I have good hearing. At least I did that night for some reason. And this is what she said. My soul. Glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for He He has been mindful of the humble estate of His servant. Oh, I thought she is like a cast sheep, and she went on. From now, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Her lips kept moving, but I couldn't hear the rest. And suddenly I knew she is talking about her shepherd. And he sounds like an amazing shepherd who will protect her from all her enemies and feed her when she's hungry. He is a shepherd who makes and keeps promises. And I kept watching, wondering what was going to happen. Is her shepherd coming to help her? Or is she dying? I started to worry, and I wanted to cry. I looked around at the other sheep, and to my amazement, they were all fixated on this scene unfolding before us. I think we all wanted to cry. But something restrained us, or to be more accurate, something seemed to be calming us. Normally we calm down when we see our shepherd, but he was nowhere in sight. I wondered, perhaps the shepherd of this young girl was already here. Somehow, he was calming this girl. And I was anxious and yet happy all at the same time. I'd never felt like this before, except that time my shepherd sang to me. And then it happened. All of a sudden, all the people became still. And I could see some of their faces, and they were smiling and in awe. And I wanted to know what happened. I moved into a position where I could see better. And then I saw it, a newborn human they call a baby. When we have a newborn lamb, it starts crying almost immediately. I've seen human babies cry a lot. But this baby, this baby was somehow different. It didn't cry out, but it had the same look as his mother, a look of peace and confidence. I don't know, it just looked different 
And then there was commotion coming from outside, and I wondered what was going on now. One of the humans went outside to see what was going on. It sounded like very excited people who wanted to come inside. Most of the female humans who tended to the young mother had left at this point after that one lady dismissed them. And I could hear some quiet whispering, and then some type of agreement was made that all these excited people can come in if they first calm down. And then the door opened, and who should walk in quietly but men who looked just like shepherds. They each had a staff, and their normally tired eyes were wide open. Their faces were, well, I've never seen a shepherd's face look so amazed. There must be, those must be those shepherds who either didn't have a place to keep their sheep safe at night or they'd gone too far away. They had seen something, something so terrible or wonderful, they ran all the way here. It was something so important, they seemed to have left their sheep out in the open to come here. They were breathing heavy and were all sweaty. They were saying something about people in the sky and singing, a whole bunch of beings in the sky singing. And I wondered how important this little lamb must be for other shepherds to leave their own sheep and come looking for this one. And he wasn't even lost. Hmm. Maybe they were lost. So now I really wanted to get closer. I wanted to see this baby better, and being a sheep, I also wanted to smell him. But we couldn't get up to that next level because it would be a big jump, and if I fell, I would be cast. And then it happened. The young mother brought the baby to us and laid it right down in the manger where we normally eat our hay. I slowly inched closer and closer, keeping a wary eye on the human. And after she laid him in the manger, she laid down to rest in her own green pasture. Then I felt more comfortable. Actually, I felt welcomed somehow to approach this lamb child. Such a beautiful little lamb was this child. Just like the mother, I couldn't take my eyes off of this beautiful lamb. You know, most of us sheep are kept in order to make wool for the humans. Every once in a while, one of us is not kept but taken away, never to return again for some reason. All I know is the female sheep hope their lambs are born with some type of defect. Otherwise, they fear their little ewe lamb would be taken away. See, I have a little defect on me, so I stayed. So again, for some reason unknown to me, the humans will sometimes take the perfect lambs away, but leave the blemished lambs to become full-grown sheep. As I looked at this lamb child... It seemed to me this child was perfect. I wondered if the young mother knew they might take her perfect child from her someday. I wished I could warn her to hide him somehow. I did hear that soon after he was born, the parents took this lamb child to Egypt for a while. So I assume he must have been perfect. But on this night, there was no danger. Just peace and quiet, and silence. I was the closest to him. As evening wore on, the other lambs laid down for the night, but not me. I was still wide awake watching him, and he suddenly opened his eyes, and I wondered, did I wake him? Because if I did, I might be in trouble. Again, when I wake up, I start crying for my mother right away. This human baby did not cry. He looked at me. He looked at me right in the eyes. 
And in his eyes, I could see myself, my reflection. And he looked at me too. But it was like he was looking through me and into me. Like he was searching for something and speaking to me. And at once I knew he was also a lamb. Now when I grow up, I'll become a full-grown sheep. But I could see that when he grows up, he would still be a lamb. But I could also see he would become a great shepherd. I didn't quite understand that. A lamb that was also a shepherd? Maybe that's how he'll become a great shepherd, by first being a lamb. And the more I stared into his eyes, the more at peace I became. I could sense that he could see all of my stupidity and silliness and dirtiness, and yet he seemed to accept me anyway. All the commotion of the other humans also settled down, and this young girl had gone to sleep. And there was peace, and it was quiet and calm, and it was night. There was holiness. Something was different, and yet everything was right. And now he's asleep. Look at him there. He seems to be at home, and yet he seems to have come to take us home, just like a shepherd. Will you follow this shepherd? He's calling you right now. You already know his voice. Listen, and let us remain seated, and we'll sing together, Away in the Manger. Away in the manger, no crib for our bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little asleep on the The cattle are lowering the baby face. The little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. The Lord Jesus looked down from the sky and be with me always through morning and Be near me, Lord Jesus. I hope you enjoyed these first-person talks. Each teacher worked hard to give you a unique perspective on the arrival of our Savior. It's extra work to bring a character to life. Each, of course, was fictional, not real. But we use this fictional approach to frame the truth with joy, 
We wanted you to have fun. We wanted you to hear the gospel in a different way. Each teacher took extra time, worked extra hard to bring these gospels to you. And we did so because we love God's word and we love you. We love you because you are a part of us and we are a part of you. We're all part of each other. We all came from God. We did not create ourselves. Jesus created us in his mind before time began. He thought of you. He was thinking of you as he lay in the manger. Imagine a helpless little baby lying in a manger thinking about you hoping to find you because he created you to love you. And he knew you were lost. And he's thinking of you right now. And his thoughts are of love. He came to reclaim his own creation, and he's calling you now. Do you hear his voice? Close your eyes and listen now as we pray. Heavenly Father, Great shepherd, some of us hear your voice calling us back to the path we once walked with you, but have gotten lost in all the distractions of the world, and we no longer try to hear your voice. We think we could never get back to your path. We want to, but we feel stuck. Father, I pray for those who have known you yet have strayed away from you. Open our ears so we can easily and clearly hear and follow you to green pastures and cool water. Let us know. We are always welcome back to your flock. Others of us have, others of us have been battling with the wolves who have been trying to deceive us and to destroy us. And we feel overwhelmed and downcast and unable to get up. And Good Shepherd, I pray for these here who feel hopeless and sad or depressed. Allow them to feel your strong yet gentle hands lifting them back on their feet so they're able to walk with you again. Help them to trust you to fight and destroy those wolves. Father, there might also be some here today who have never known you as their shepherd. They have always belonged to you, but they didn't know it. Perhaps they don't quite trust you yet, or perhaps they can't believe you really love them. They knew themselves all too well, and inside they believed no one could really love them, especially you, God. Speak to them now, Lord, and let them understand you already know how messed up they are inside and out. And help them to see that's the whole reason you came as a little baby, to rescue them from themselves. Let them hear your voice clearly, calling them into love, and faith, and hope, and salvation. And let your joy be their joy, and your peace be their peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.